0: We are in the middle of our toxic series, and uh, Steve started us off talking about offense. Um, he said, your life is too short and your calling too great to be offended all the time. So let it go. Choose forgiveness instead. Um, my family and I, my husband, my children and myself, we moved back to Launceston last November. We I spent five years in Malaysia working with Alpha Malaysia and we were training churches in Malaysia and um, in Asia Pacific to run Alpha. It was amazing. It was just an amazing, amazing ministry, amazing time. What wasn't amazing was that we were living in Kuala Lumpur and if you know Kuala Lumpur or any big cities in the world, you'll know traffic Traffic was not amazing. Um, uh, The distances weren't actually that far. It was just very busy and very congested. And um, every day we would drive an hour and a half to drop our son at school and go to work. And then at the end of the day, we would drive an hour and a half to pick up our son from school and back to work. That's minimum. Okay, if you're going to go anywhere else, that's on top of that. And uh, we spent a lot of time on the road and we decided, but Prior to that, we had lived in Kuala Lumpur for two years. So we knew what the traffic was like, and we struggled in those two years. So we were like, going back to Kuala Lumpur, we were like, okay, we need to devise a strategy so that we don't turn into monsters. Because I, I have, honestly, I have friends who are so sweet. They're the most demure Christian ladies, and as soon as they get into the car, I have seen them. They turn into monsters, and we were like, okay, Tim, we, I, I was saying to Tim, we need to devise a strategy, and we were like, okay, what's the strategy? So we said, anytime anyone cut us off, we know that they need to poo. That's it. It's not personal. They just need to poo, and it didn't just um, increase our capacity for not taking offense decrease our, anyway, but it increased compassion in our hearts. So many people need to prove all the time. Um, and then Ben last week shared on um, worry. And uh, he shared his story and he, t- he gave us an imagery that was so helpful for me, talking about our mind being like a house and there is a front door to the house, which I will be talking about, referring to later. This morning, oh by the way, if you have not watch or if you've missed church the last two weeks um, you can watch these sermons online and I encourage you to do so. These two messages have impacted me greatly. All right this morning let's start by looking at two imageries. Firstly let's take a look at this picture. Trees planted along the riverbank always getting what they need because they are near the source. They are stable As they receive continual life and nourishment, they bear fruit each season. In the Bible, when it talks about bearing fruit, um, it talks about a few things. One, we have the fruit of the Holy Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Who doesn't want more of that? And then we also have uh, spiritual growth. When Jesus talks about us growing, uh, sorry, uh, bearing fruit, it's about spiritual growth. We are not stagnant. We are growing. We're constantly growing. And another form of bearing fruits is us making disciples and helping others come into this relationship with Jesus and teaching them to obey everything Jesus has taught us. And these trees, their, li- their leaves never wither because they keep getting um, water, right? And they prosper in all that they do. This doesn't mean that you can go and do any business and you will make money. You might. But um, what it's saying here is God brings forth something good and beautiful out of every season of your life. Good seasons, bad seasons, something beautiful God will bring out. Second imagery. Worthless chaff to be scattered by the wind. Let's take a look at this picture. So, um, what's chaff? Chaff is the shell around the kernel of a grain, uh, which must be stripped away so that the grain can be ground into flour. And this is a two-step process. First, there's threshing, a little bit like threshing. So you kind of pound and beat the day, uh, day, living daylight out of the grain and um, separate that from the chaff from the grain and then there's winnowing that's when you shake it because the chaff is so light the wind will just carry the chaff away okay so chaff is useless and worthless it's dead it's without substance it's easily carried away this morning i want to ask you a very important question what would you like your life to be like the tr- a tree planted by the river bank or worthless chaff to be scattered by the wind? Tree. Tree. It's a very difficult question. I'm so glad you answered correctly because uh, God was a little bit worried that we might make the wrong decisions. He loves us so much. He, He encourages us in this passage of Scripture to be like the trees. But how do we get to live like that? Let's pray as we open up scripture this morning. God, I want to thank you for your love. I want to thank you for your word. I want to thank you for my church family here, Lord God. I pray this morning that you will speak to us. Come, Holy Spirit, and speak to us. Lord, we sang earlier about strongholds being broken and chains being broken. And Lord, I pray that that will be truth today in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's read from Psalm chapter 1. Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked, or stand around with sinners, or join in with mockers, but they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. But not the wicked... They are like worthless chaff, scattered by the wind. They will be condemned at the time of judgment. Sinners will have no place among the godly. For the Lord watches over the path of the godly, but the path of the wicked leads to destruction. I am wicked. We are wicked. If we look into our hearts, we know that we are wicked. And Jesus has taken our sins and wickedness onto himself dying on the cross for us. And as we surrender our lives to Jesus, we have been made godly. So he takes that wickedness away from us and he makes us godly. So let's continue to pursue that life that God has given to us, to live lives like trees planted by the riverbank. So this morning, I'm going to talk about toxic influences, things that can pull us away from God And from this life that he's given to us, to be like the trees. And these things pull us away so that we'll be like chaff again. Alright, so how do we get there? Firstly, verse 1 says to avoid the advice of the wicked. And I call this toxic inspirations. Now I'd like you to think of a negative pattern in your life. No, you don't have to share with the neighbor next to you. just between you and God, it could be an addiction, it could be anger, it could be shame, it could be just one family member that you just can't be kind to, it can be low self-esteem, it can be fear, it can be lack of integrity, it can be a sinful behavior within your life. Just think of that negative pattern, okay? You, okay? All right. Now, I'm going to ask you, what inspires and feeds that negative pattern in your life? Have a little think. I call them toxic inspirations, the advice of the wicked. No, t- That everyone has different toxic inspirations. So, what is toxic to me may not be toxic to you. So, let's not go around judging people, okay? Let's just judge ourselves, (laughs) all right? Um, So, I'm gonna give us some examples, and I'm gonna, I've been praying through the week that God will reveal to you what are some of the things you need to um, avoid. So what inspires and feeds the negative patterns? There are two um, types of inspirations. First, we have internal inspirations, and then we have external inspirations. Internal inspirations are our thoughts, our inner voice. Um, It's been, and our thoughts we know are very, very powerful. It's been said that affairs don't actually start in the bedroom. They start in the mind. It is when we allow our mind to think about it that it turns into action. So we need to grow the discipline to control our thoughts. And some of us might say, oh, I can't. My thoughts are too overwhelming. Well, yes, but it says in the Bible in Second Peter 1, uh, chapter 1, verse 3, that God has given us everything we need. God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received this by coming to know him. As soon as we come to know him, he gives us the Holy Spirit, gives us a Bible, gives us a community around us. He's given us everything we need to live a godly life. So let's not say we can't. Okay, because he has given us everything we need. Ben said last week that our mind is like a house and there is a front door. And you know when people come to the front door and they knock on the house? When nice people come, they knock on the door, you open the door, you let them into the house, right? So when I come to your house and knock on the door, please let me in because I'm nice. Okay, now there are dodgy people who would come to your door and they would knock on your door. So if, um, I'm not going to name any names, but you know, uh, some, you know, wherever they are, they come and knock on your door. You don't have to let them in. It's your house, okay? So you open the door and say, oh, hi, bye. Shut the door on them, okay? (laughs) So it's like thoughts coming to our mind. Knock, knock. It's up to you to let them in or not let them in. But having that first thought, it's not your fault. Thoughts come. So um, Steve, in his message, Uh, It was during the toxic series, I can't remember, but there was a video with Henry Cloud talking about our thoughts coming in. They are natural responses in our bodies, but it's up to us how we deal with those thoughts, okay? So that's the internal inspiration. Secondly, we have external inspirations. Let me ask you, what's your social media engagement like? When you're scrolling through Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and Snapchat, or when you're reading your newspaper, if you're not into social media. Okay, when you're scrolling through, does that feed your negative pattern? It may or it may not, but if it does, may I encourage you to set a limit? Um, Maybe half an hour a day or 10 minutes a day, or maybe only when you're on the toilet, Um, or maybe have a break from social media for a month, I was on a break on Facebook for a year. I didn't tell people, but people just, oh, she's kind of quiet. But I was away for a year. I, I wasn't completely inactive, but I didn't come onto Facebook very often. And that was helpful because in that season of my life, I just needed more space. Or some people might leave social media completely if social media is so toxic to them. That's fine. It's okay to turn it off. It's your life. Okay Another area of external inspiration is, is if you're like me, I, I live with depression. and um, I'm quite good through the year it's generally very well managed, but if I get very tired, there are times when I would dip and I would avoid letting myself. When I realize I'm dipping, I'll just quickly get help and um, get prayer and do whatever I needed. Um, Because I know when I dip, if I hit rock bottom, what will happen is depressed people like nothing more than staying depressed. It's very easy, it's very comforting almost to just stay in that place. It's horrible, but it's easier than getting out. So, what do we do? We listen to sad songs, we watch sad movies, we read sad books, we do depressing stuff, like gardening. I'm kidding. (laughs) It is quite depressing for me. But um, years ago, I was teaching in, in... uh, in Malaysia, and Tim and I were newly married, and he was new to the Asian culture, and uh, we had a work dinner. And because it was in Asia, the work dinner had to be at a karaoke place. So Tim was there, and then so he was watching all my colleagues singing uh, these Chinese pop songs, Mandopop, Pop, my favorite music, actually. And he was watching the music video, song after song after song, and he was like, are all the songs so depressing? And I thought about it, yes, they are all very sad. All the Chinese songs are very sad, but they're very nice, aren't they? Yeah, they're very nice, I I love them. (laughs) And then came Chinese New Year, and he was like, wow, you guys are singing happy songs. I was like, yeah, yeah, very happy songs during Chinese New Year. What are they about? I thought about it, money, they're about money. (laughs) So he was like, the only thing that makes you guys happy is money. Yeah, (laughs) we're the Chinese people, woo! Yeah, um, uh, so these sad, depressing songs, they are also external inspirations for us. So if you are struggling with depression, maybe, yeah, just watch your sad intake. It's okay to turn it off. Are there toxic inspirations we embrace that feed our sinful behavior? No one else can make the choice for us. Only us. Only I can make the choice to avoid the toxic inspiration in my life. So firstly, avoid the advice of the wicked. Avoid toxic inspiration. Secondly, avoid standing around with sinners. And I call this conversations. Because when we stand around, we talk. Unless you're an IT person. The rest of the people, when you stand around, you talk. No, they talk too. It's just funny the way they talk. You know when a group of IT... Okay, I'm not going to dig it in. It's it's very funny. They're very cute. I love IT people. Um, Our conversations influence us so much, don't they? Have you ever been in a conversation where you kind of enjoy it at the time? This is nice. But then when you leave it, you feel like so guilty and so discouraged and so ashamed. I've been in many of those conversations. And have you been in conversations when you walk away, you, you are three inches taller? I need to be in those conversations more. I need to be taller. When toxic conversations begin around us, it's okay to walk away. It's your life. You have legs. Okay, you can walk away. All right? Now, if you are someone who struggles with offense, Steve was talking about offense, one of the things that feed offense the most is gossip. Have you ever had this experience? Someone comes to you, they tell you about somebody who had allegedly done something to somebody else, has nothing to do with you, completely nothing to do with you, and then you're like, oh my goodness, and then you start to hate that person? It's happened to me many times, and um, Steve talked about this in the Toxic series in the 5pm service about gossip. One great way to handle it is if these conversations start around you, ask this question, do I need... To hear this? Just ask the person kindly, do I need to hear this? Or have you had a chance to talk with so-and-so about it? Matthew 18, we hold that value very highly here. Have you spoken to that person about it? Now, if when all else fails, it's okay to walk away. Do you suffer from discontent with your work, church, family, government, mother-in-law? Let me ask you, what conversations are you participating in? Do we engage in unhelpful debates? We don't need to enter into every argument. And we certainly don't have to win every argument. It's okay to walk away. When you can't walk away from toxic conversations, they are always headphones. So avoid toxic. Conversations. Lastly, avoid, uh, avoid joining in with mockers. I call this toxic entertainment. Now, remember that everybody finds different things toxic, okay? So please don't go around judging other people's choice of entertainment. Just judge our own. So um, recently, Tim and I found a gangster show that we really, 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 really enjoyed. I really love it, like I really, I think it's the inner gangster in me that was like, you know, finding an outlet. And uh, it's the brilliant storyline, great music, amazing script, amazing colours, oh, everything was great. The costumes, except there were a lot of inappropriate bits. There were a lot of swearing and a lot of violence. Now, Tim and I have always made it a policy that we will close our eyes at inappropriate bits because we will only look at each other's bits and not other people's bits. So we we will close our eyes. And the trouble is, we were closing our eyes through half of the show. And sometimes it's like it creeps up on us and then we have to wash our eyes. And... um, But we watched through the whole first season. And I was like, and some nights after I watch it, I feel sick, like, oh, I, I feel so bad, like, I feel sick, but it's so good. And, um, and then I had a conversation with Tommy Hodgman. Tommy Hodgman is great. If you want to grow in the Lord, talk to hom- Tommy Hodgman. And he, he was saying something like this. You know, if we don't do the sin, but we watch other people's sin, like in our entertainment, and we enjoy it, is that sin? You know, then, you know, you have to have conversations like that. And then we, we were like, okay, let's watch season two. <laughs> we watched the first episode and the bad stuff like doubled. And I was like, oh my goodness. And at the end of that first episode, I said to Tim, I don't think I can watch this anymore. And he's, But it didn't affect him so much. It affected me a lot. And he's like, yeah, let's not watch it anymore. Even though I really, really like it, Jesus is Lord and I choose Jesus. Do we have a pattern of sin and weaknesses in our lives or a morbid obsession? Because we are good Christians, we don't act on them, so we watch them. It's called entertainment, right? Or if we struggle with lust, but we don't watch the big P, we just watch suggestive stuff. How is that helpful? It's okay to turn it off avoid toxic entertainment oh the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers but they delight in the law of the lord meditating on it day and night in an interview in time magazine magazine the great swiss theologian Karl bath recounted that he advised young theologians to take your bible and take your newspaper and read both but interpret newspapers From your Bible when we read watch or listen to the news it could be easy to get depressed it sometimes seems that evil is triumphing over good the plans of the wicked seem to succeed while others are subject to the ravages of terrorism war poverty and injustice this is why we desperately need to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit and listen to the Word of God as we study the scriptures we see the triumph of good over evil So take your Bible and take your newspaper, read both, but interpret newspapers from your Bible. But they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. The law of the Lord that's referred to here is actually the Torah. In the Old Testament, the uh, first five books, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. And um, for us, the Word of God is the Bible, from Genesis to Revelation. Revelation reading is not enough the scripture here says they delight in the law of the lord but you're like i can't even read it how do i delight in it you know i even struggle to read it but reading the bible is like exercise you know the more you do it the more you love it but when you don't do it it looks really hard so i've been contemplating for a year now to join the gym it's really hard (laughs) Please don't talk to me about it. It's my journey with God, okay? Um, it's really hard, that first step. So I want to encourage you. Delight, the way to delight in the law of the Lord is to start reading it. The more you read, the more you study, the more you delight in it. And, and delighting is not enough. We need to meditate on it. What's meditation? Eastern meditation is emptying of the mind, which is very dangerous because it's an open invitation for deception, or even a demonic spirit. But Christian meditation is about filling your mind with God's word, carefully pondering it. I'm sure Tommy Hodgman does this all the time. That's why, you know, when I sit down with him, I get so convicted. Um, Each phrase of God's word, each word and how it applies to us, and then put our trust in it. When God's word and your experiences don't line up, what do you do? Does your experience trump God's word or does God, God's word trump your experience? God's word trumps our experience, okay? So when should we meditate on God's word? It says here, meditating on it day and night. There is no easier time to read and meditate on God's word than now, okay? Okay? If you don't have a Bible, at the end of the service, we'd love to give you a Bible. If you're watching this online, please just request from the host. We'd love to send you a free Bible. Now, if you don't like the color of that Bible, you can go to Kurong and buy a Bible in any color you want, pink, neon. You can have it in any shape you want, any language, any theme. And um, if you don't like hard books, you know, hard copies, you you like soft copies. We have the YouVersion app um, that is free that you can access anytime, even now, um, day and night. And you can read with the YouVersion app, you can read the Bible in any language you want. Any version you want. And if you don't like to read, you press, there is a play button. You press the play button, it'll read to you. Not only that, there are tons of Bible reading plans on any single theme you can name. Any theme. I follow a Bible reading plan called Bible in One Year. And they go through Old Testament, New Testament, Psalm and Proverbs. And then there is a commentary for all of that. Every passage of scripture. How amazing. And it's free. And if you're too lazy to read the commentary, you press play. Nikki Gumbel will read it to you. And If you go one step further download the Bible in one year app You don't have to read the Bible scripture as well. You press play David Suchet, E.Q. Poirot will read it to you. Then you press play on the commentary and Nikki Gumbel will read the commentary to you Seriously, do we have any excuse? And this is the one of the Best things I found recently. Do you know Facebook stories? Yep. And then you know Instagram stories. Now we have U version stories. So if you open U version, you click open story right at the top every day. They will give you verse of the day, and then they'll give you a short devotion, a prayer to start, and then they'll give you a short video, a 30-second video that I love those videos, and then they will give you a short Um, devotional and then a prayer and they're so polite They go, oh thank you for coming see you tomorrow and and then they give you the streak that you can have right that if you don't break it you just see your streak growing and do we have any excuse we don't really oh the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers but they delight in the law of the Lord meditating on it day and night They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither and they prosper in all they do. Let's pray. God, I want to thank you that you sent your son to take our sin and our wickedness and you've dealt with all of that on the cross, that we are now free. We've been made godly. Lord, I pray, I thank you that you've given us everything we need to live a godly life, to live lives like the trees planted along riverbank. Lord, you know our struggles with toxic um, inspirations, toxic um, conversations and toxic entertainment and, and all the other toxic things in our lives. You know, Lord, Would you empower us Holy Spirit today may we not walk away saying oh what a good sermon but Lord may we walk away thinking deeply about what are some things we need to turn off in our lives what are some things we need to avoid and we'll start working on them and Lord I pray that you help us to delight in your word to meditate on it day and night your life-giving word Holy Spirit, would you come and minister to my brothers and sisters? Help us walk in the freedom you've given to us. You've set us free, but so many times we choose not to walk in that freedom. Help us today to choose to walk in that freedom. Thank you, Lord. Amen.